Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Very Cold Lasagna Podcast, your filthy casual place for all those filthy casual takes on the world of sports. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. This is episode number 166 of this icy yet spicy sports podcast. Today, we got a good show for you all because we've been waiting seven months, yes, seven long months for this to make its awaited long return. And we've talked about it during this off period. We've talked about it um, a couple months ago, but that's that's different. That's not the same. This is the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. It is coming back in just a couple, several short hours. And then we will finally have it once again in our hands for just a couple months. And then it'll be ripped away from us, but we'll enjoy it while it lasts. It's the yearly cycle of it. And I'm talking about the NFL. Yes, that is right, ladies and gentlemen. The National Football League, another season of the NFL, is once again upon us. So week one of the 2023 NFL season is almost here. We are just one day away um, at the time I'm recording this episode. And that's what we're here to talk about. My filthy casual preview of week one of the 2023 NFL season. Woo! Yeah, every time a new season is upon us, I'm giddy. I'm excited because, yeah, it's whenever it's the start of something new. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Um, I just hope I feel the same about my team, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And I hope for all of you NFL fans out there, I hope you're excited or maybe not, <laughs> depending on how you're feeling about your team as well. So, yeah, in this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about all the games, uh, my picks, and some storylines to keep track of for week one of this upcoming NFL season. So we'll also be talking about um, some, maybe a couple top storylines, my top three storylines that you should be keeping track of during this week one. And another thing that I wanted to talk about is how I'm going to be covering this whole NFL season here on Veracold Lasagna um, in just short order in just a bit. So a little bit of housekeeping before we get today's episode started. Uh, make sure you follow the show on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Lasagna. Uh, stay up to date on any show updates or some extra takes that I have, especially on Twitter. And if you're listening to this on audio, uh, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate and review the show. One to five stars. Your feedback means the world to me. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you smash the like button, smash the subscribe button. Leave a comment with your takes on each of the topics that I talk about in each and every episode and share this with your friends, share this with a stranger, share this with whoever you want to share this with. Yeah. Spreading the word of mouth about Vericle Lasagna, you know, it helps continue the growth of how we're doing here in this very cold fridge. I mean, we're obviously not in one, but you get what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, just keep spreading the word about this show where we have all these casual fan takes and all that good stuff. So before we get started, you know, I'm kind of feeling under the weather right now. I I picked up some allergies um, over the Labor Day weekend, but so bear with me if I don't sound um, as as good right now and if I have the sniffles on and off, but forgive me. I'm trying to get through it. I'm trying to get through it, trying to get better. So I'm, I'm doing something for y'all. So forgive me. So let's get through week one of the 2023 NFL season. There's a lot to talk about um, 
going in. There's a lot of uh, new faces, new places um, in this week. And, man, it's going it, to, from considering where we left off in last season um, with all the week 18 endings, the playoffs, and then we have the Super Bowl with the, the Eagles and the Chiefs. And you thought that, oh, maybe the Eagles were finally um, going to be on the rise once again with Jalen Hurts. But nope, here comes Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, what coming back on the comeback trail just like they did a couple years earlier against the 49ers. And then they they retake their throne in their kingdom. And perhaps they may, they start they start their official dynasty. So who knows if that's going to be the case starting in week one. So let's get through this game slate of of games in the very first week of the 2023 NFL season. So, of course, as tradition for the last uh, the last two decades, you kick things off with the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions. That is being the Kansas City Chiefs. And who is their potential victim or their spoiler? And that would be the the spoiler that actually uh, sent away a playoff, a potential playoff team last regular season in the Detroit Lions. So this is a very this was a very interesting matchup that was scheduled when the schedule first released. Like really, the Lions were picked to uh, play the Chiefs. It's like hmm, okay. Um, I wonder how that that that's going to turn out. But considering uh, <clears throat> on paper that. What the Lions did last year, um, uh, sending saying Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you know, packing, no pun intended, um, and preventing them from clinching a playoff spot that they easily could have gotten, but, you know, they didn't show up. So, yeah, they want to, uh, I guess the league really wanted to capitalize on that. But the thing is, going in for the Lions, you know, they, get, they got in all these defensive pieces, especially in the secondary. Um, although they didn't really help out their pass rush too much um, for Aiden Hutchinson, but that that secondary on paper is going to be real interesting. Um, on offense, though, I mean, I hope it does something because they won't have Jamison Williams, their their receiver. Although he didn't have a really good preseason, and th- but nonetheless, he's going to be suspended six games um, for uh, the first six games of the season, and then of course you have Jared Goff. I mean, he's He's very solid, um, but this is going to be a very tough environment to play in. You know, it's the uh, Arrowhead is always a loud, hostile environment. So, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how he plays in this kind of environment. I mean, he's gone through Lambo, so that, that's something. But if there's one thing that Jared Goff knows how to do, um, even though it's it was on a different team, is that if he knows how to Getting the shoe out, that's that's certainly it with Patrick Mahomes like years ago um, in that Monday night game um, when he was with the Rams in that Monday night shootout in L.A. But again, yeah, he's on a different team and some of his supporting cast is different and he does he's like down a receiver. Uh, but it'll be on him to play at his very best, keep the mistakes very low, and maybe if the secondary can contain Mahomes and his receiving options, Maybe the Lions have a chance to pull off an upset. Meanwhile, for the Chiefs, um, so one of the biggest questions I have uh, going into the, this game for the defending champions 
Um, obviously not Mahomes, uh, but the receiving core. You know, questions are abound um, from the rest of the receiving core. Um, the one receiver though that stood out to me in the preseason, um, I think it was this one guy uh, by the name of Justin Ross. All eyes are going to be on him. Um, he had a good preseason, um, and he was clearly the the go-to guy for uh, whether it's Mahomes or the backups that were playing, in, the backup quarterbacks that were playing um, with him. But all eyes are going to be on him if he can keep it up, um, keep building that trust with uh, Mahomes in in actual action. Now the big thing for Kansas City though um, just popped up in, on Tuesday. Um, there was news that broke out that Travis Kelsey, their their tight end. He hyperextended his knee in practice. And that's really big news considering that um, um, he may not be available um, for the for the first game. Um, but the injury is not long term. But it, it's it's a concern, if especially if that if the receive the, the receiving options for Mahomes no show uh, uh, in the first game. So if Travis Kelsey doesn't play, everyone else has to step up. So another thing is that their defensive tackle, their top defensive tackle, Chris Jones, still hasn't signed with the team. So don't expect him to play until he gets that, he gets that money. And man, a lot of these, some, some of these players have been holding out lately, by the way. So anyway, when it comes to this game, um, I, I the safe bet is to go with the Chiefs, um, even though considering that you know you don't have Travis Kelsey, you don't have uh, Chris Jones, uh, two of your top. Uh, key players on on that team, but you know you still have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you've been in this situation before, and you know even though you're facing a kind of tough, uh, but you're not really sure what to think of yet Lions team. But I think the Chiefs will find a way to get it done on opening night. So then we get to the Sunday slate of games. You have in the early morning portion first the North Carolina Panthers. Taking on the Atlanta Falcons, and you have a somewhat uh, fresh start for both of these teams. Starting with the Carolina Panthers, you have Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, making his first real start in the NFL. Um, he was named starter before the preseason even began, um, and you know he did decent in the preseason. So as he continued to accumulate himself, get some reps in the NFL. Um, but there were still some things that he needed to work on, like <clears throat> his decision-making, um, getting, getting rid of the ball faster. But you saw the potential um, of him you know, trying to be in that starting role in the NFL. Now, he's going to be playing opposite of a starting Falcons defense that hmm, maybe they can be very decent um, in this very weak NFC South. Meanwhile, on the opposite side, you have Desmond Ritter. Um, he... You know, he played a couple games last year um, when the Falcons were basically out of the playoff picture. Um, uh, head coach Arthur Smith put him in the starting lineup um, and like with four games left, even though he should have been in there uh, when they were already uh, when they were like clear, like a couple of games earlier. But nonetheless, it's already in the past. But now he gets a chance to prove his worth as a viable starter. Ritter also had a solid preseason, um, which was also helped by a strong performance uh, preseason by rookie running back B. John Robinson. And sure, some people are saying that, oh, like, why pick a running back that high? I mean, well, it, I mean, right now, at least, the benefits are already paying off for uh, 
B. John Robinson. So now let's see if Ritter can take advantage of not just B. John Robinson. You also have Drake London, and if he can stay healthy, Kyle Pitts. And this is going to be the first of many steps of determining whether Desmond Ritter can be a long-term fit under center. So it's going to be like it's like an even, uh, an even kind of game. But I'd say, considering the the experience, like the slight experience, I'd go with the Falcons. So then we have the Houston Texans taking on the Baltimore Ravens and another starting quarterback um, making his debut. And that is the second overall pick, C.J. Stroud. So for C.J. Stroud, uh, coming out of Ohio State, um, he was very 50-50 in the preseason. Um, had a lot had a lot of mistakes in the first game, and he didn't do a whole lot in the second. But he was still named starter nonetheless, as the Texans obviously begin year one of their actual rebuild. So for the Texans, it's trying to um, you know see how C.J. Stroud does with their first with him being out there with the first team offense in real time action rather than you know trying to win this game or maybe you know trying to play hard trying to play as hard as they could as hard as they can against a what's going to be a very game Baltimore offense. Speaking of that, that Baltimore offense, yeah, this is going to be the first look of the the Ravens like new new look kind of new look offense with the addition of. Odell Beckham Jr. and their draft pick Zay Flowers because you already have Lamar Jackson, you have Lam- you have Mark Andrews, and you have Rashad Bateman. Granted, he stay healthy. So, I mean, the, the other three that I mentioned, they didn't really play all, all at all in the preseason, and and Odell Beckham he also didn't play in the preseason. But there have been reports saying that oh he's been doing well in the practice field. So let's see how he does in in game action. So this should be a nice flurry of firepower, but I expect um, this group to have uh, some initial growing pains um, at first. So expect the expect the Ravens though to outmatch Houston in just about every way. So I'm going with the Ravens. So we have another AFC North uh, matchup, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Cleveland Browns. So we have the this is a very critical. Um, a division game like <laughs> not like right away um like one these, this is a must win game for uh both these teams early on because like as i said in my season review this is gonna every game every division game is must win for both both of these teams whether it's Bengals, browns or steelers ravens it's it's every division game is must win in this afc north and this very first game between the browns and the Bengals is no different so, for the Bengals, obviously the big storyline for them is whether Joe Burrow is going to play in this game or not. And head coach Zach Taylor mentioned a couple days ago that Joe Burrow's okay. Um, he's getting better. Uh, he's day to day with the the hot uh, the the calf injury that he suffered in training camp. Um, but well, that remains to be seen if he'll be able to play um, this coming Sunday against the Browns. Meanwhile, there's Sean Watson uh, in the Browns. You know. My question is: Is Deshaun Watson does, does he look truly ready? Um, does he look kind of back? Does he look in true form um, than from what he was back in Houston? So that's going to be interesting to see, um, especially considering that the defense, you know, they had a really strong preseason. Um, 
But now it's going to be on the offense. I mean, they they looked okay um, in that one series against the Kansas City Chiefs. They had some promise, but obviously it could be better. So it's going to be on that offense. And if Deshaun Watson can be uh, that that kind of same-ish uh, quarterback that he was in Houston when he was about to uh, break out. So it's kind of a... It's kind of a pick em game. Um, so if Burrow does play, I expect the Bengals to win. If not, then I probably go with the Browns. So it's a wait-and-see approach. So then we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, the all-elite Jacksonville Jaguars, taking on the Indianapolis Colts. So another one of those division games um, that kind of feels must-win, despite this AFC South division being also very weak. But nonetheless, uh, for the Jaguars... Um, you have to ask yourselves, um, how's that offensive line looking um, in the first game? Because Cam Robinson is going to officially be serving a, I think it's a four-game suspension, if I remember correctly. So you're com- you're going into this uh, game against the Colts, who still have a solid uh, pass rush with DeForest Buckner in there. Um, and now you're putting in a rookie tackle, Anton Harrison, stepping in the place of Cam Robinson. And... <laughs> Someone correct me on how the uh, the Jaguars' offensive line was in the preseason, but it's it's gonna be interesting how they how they pass protect Trevor Lawrence. Is he gonna be able? Is he gonna run around the uh, the pocket? Is gonna is gonna have to be getting out uh, more often. If that's the case, then well, he better start running for his life. Um, meanwhile, for the Colts, um, Anthony Richardson, he's gonna be having his first real start. Um, he was named the starter before the preseason ended. And, you know, when I saw that game um, against the Bears and then the Eagles on that Thursday night game, you know, as the weeks went on, he looked more and more comfortable. Sure, there were some uh, throws that he could have had back, but he continued to look more and more comfortable um, in that offense. And, you know, the team really seems to like him. Like, the offense already seems to like him. So... There, I guess there's a reason why they named them captain, I guess. So, you know, despite that, though, I still expect the Jaguars to win this game um, because, well, they they just have a better edge on them, I guess. So then we have the Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, obviously, it, the Bucks are beginning their post-Brady era after we retired uh, following last season. And now they have a new starting quarterback in the name of Baker Midfield. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Went from Tom Brady to Baker Midfield. So for Tampa Bay, now you have to figure out um, if Baker Midfield is going to be truly uh, that man, at least for this this game and maybe even more. Um, and if you can make the Bucks offense manageable um, in in a game against the Vikings. Speaking of the Vikings, you know you have a new defensive coordinator in Brian Flores, and are you going to be able to be that much better um, to help out your offense? The offense last year for the Vikings was good. It was it was really good. But they were forced to be good because your defense was so awful. So can you finally balance that out? Can you finally have a good defense um, to help out your offense? I still pick the Vikings to win, but it's just like your defense has to be better uh, starting with this game against a beatable Bucks team. So then we had the Tennessee Titans take it on the New Orleans Saints. Um, and 
I honestly not really looking too forward to this game um, because it's going to be like an AFC South versus NFC South team. Both divisions are weak as hell. So the Titans, though, they have a lot of questions because, um, like, like I said in my season preview, it's like, what do they do with Ryan Tannehill um, in the quarterback position? Because it seems like the clock is ticking on Tannehill's time in Tennessee. And considering how Malik Willis did in the preseason, I mean, sure, he made a couple mistakes here and there, but he actually looks a lot more improved. He actually looks more, a little bit more confident as a passer uh, than he was like a year ago. So it's not to say, oh, he's just applying him right now. But if Ryan Tannehill continues to underperform, then who knows? Maybe if Malik Willis does eventually uh, supplant him. So this game against the Saints, he better, uh, Ryan Tannehill better start uh, proving himself right here and there that he could try to turn up one last run. Meanwhile, for uh, the Saints, you have a brand new starter, and his name is Derek Carr. Um, And... Now, for Derek Carr, you know, you have a fresh start, and he, he looked... Th- did he play in the preseason? I don't remember. Um, but I think he played, like, at least one series or so, if I remember correctly. But for if correct me if I'm wrong on that. But for Derek Carr and that Saints offense, I mean, I, th- I think they'll do fine um, in, in this game. This Titans team is pretty beatable, so I'll go with the Saints. Then you have my team. The San Francisco 49ers against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll talk about more about this game in my individual preview for for my 49ers and the Steelers. But I'll say this. I just hope Brock Reddy, uh, Brock Reddy, <laughs> Brock Purdy. That's what happens when you have the sniffles so much. Brock Purdy um, is ready to follow up a surprising eight-game breakout um, from last year. Um, and especially considering that He's coming off the elbow injury, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how um, how Shanahan dials some things up for him, um, and because they didn't really reveal uh, like they limited like the play calling in the preseason as obvious, um, and they tried to uh, reel him in, uh, try to get him back in play uh, during the preseason, and then of course they released Trey uh, not released they. Traded away Trey Lance, their 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 back their their backup option. So they basically wasted three first round picks like a dumbass. So yeah, so Brock Purdy begins his true his true his true I guess test to see if he can beat uh, the Niners' actual long term answer at quarterback, and that begins with a tough and battle-tested Pittsburgh Steelers team because, you know, you can't sleep on this Mike Tomlin. Uh, you can never sleep on the Mike Tomlin coach uh, Steelers team because, uh, you know, they're always come ready to play um, whether they, they have a losing record or a winning record. You just can never sleep on them. And that's considering the fact that Kenny Pickett and that offense, they had a strong preseason. Now, it's, it's just a matter of fact that can they translate that to the regular season? We shall see. So, considering that what's going on in San Francisco, um, the safe thing to do is, is pick the Steelers, but I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys think? So then the last game of the, the morning slate has the Arizona Cardinals picking, uh, taking on the Washington Commanders. So, 
I think this is the easiest one. Um, <laughs> Washington does, I guess. But I say it's one. It's the easiest one for me, in my opinion, because I mean, let's be real. There's, unless Washington totally fucks this up, it it should be a win. This should be a win for them because the tank, the tank bowl is in full force in Arizona because they released their veteran starter in Colt McCoy and kept a quarterback that they traded like just, a, I think it was like a week beforehand who doesn't have any experience on their team in Josh Dobbs, like the journeyman. So it's like, that was a very interesting move that they did. Like, why would you release the guy that's been on your team that has the most experience that can get you through the first couple of games with uh, while Kyler Murray is recovering and yet you release him? I mean, I get you have, I think it was Hendon Hooker that's there or no, not Hendon Hooker, the other rookie, Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon there, but it's just like, why would you release uh, Colt McCoy um, to at least try to guide you? Um through these first couple of games where you know you're going to lose them, but at least, you know, they, he could try to provide you some spark. They don't even have a starter yet. They don't even name the starter yet as I'm making this. Like, what are you doing in Arizona? Like, what is John Gannon in the front office and the ownership doing? Like, come on here. So meanwhile, in Washington, I mean, they had a solid preseason. I thought Sam Howell in that primetime game that... I saw. <laughs> I was just going wild. Um, I thought he had a very nice preseason with the starters. Um, obviously, everything's different in the regular season, but this is this is a good opportunity to get some confidence um, against a very lowly team. So that's why I think this is the easiest one to pick, Washington, um, and especially uh, in a sold out FedEx Field for the first time in forever, because well, the Snyder is gone, and now you have this new ownership group. And there's a sense of belief of of hope back in the nation's capital again. So I'm going with the Commanders. So then we have the afternoon slate of games. We have the Green Bay Packers taking on the Chicago Bears in another one of these uh, critical uh, division battles. This one being in the NFC North. So for both for both of these teams, starting with uh, the Green Bay Packers, this is Jordan Love's. First start as a the full-time Packers quarterback. So obviously Jordan Love had a couple of starts already, but that was in place of Aaron Rodgers because he contacted COVID um, in the last couple of years. But now this is Jordan Love's team. He did have a strong preseason. So now let's see if he's going to be able to carry that over against, well, a Bears team that, you know, they added a couple of things here and there, but they still have questions about Justin Fields and that offense. They added a new receiver by the name of DJ Moore at the cost of the number one overall pick. But nonetheless, they add, they tried to add some things like pieces on the offensive line, pieces on defense at linebacker. But now it's going to be on Justin Fields. Um, can he start? Can he provide that breakout, especially as a passing quarterback? That what I was so insistent on in my season preview. And, you know, in the preseason, they looked okay. But then there were times where the offensive line folded. Like, they, that, that was a problem the last couple of seasons. And Justin Fields had problems holding on to the ball too long. So, I'm going to go with the Packers on this one. I think Jordan Love looked pretty pretty solid in the preseason. And I think that continues, at least for this week. 
against the Bears. So then we have the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Denver Broncos um, in another one of these AFC uh, division battles. Like, really? <laughs> is, is this week 18 already? <laughs> so anyway, we have our first look at the new quarterback one in Las Vegas, and his name is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garbage Fail, ladies and gentlemen. Raider Nation, I hope you're ready for the problem that the Niners had to endure for the last five years. I hope you're ready for it, pal. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. So this is the first real look at the Jimmy Garoppolo-led offense. He didn't play all that much um, in the preseason, but, I mean, did anyone really expect to? Um, but anyway, um, you get your first look at Jimmy G um, throwing to the likes of Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs is, should also be back after holding out for quite some time. Um, but anyway, you have the, you have this Jimmy G-led offense. Let's see uh, how successful or not so successful they'll be. Meanwhile, for the Denver Broncos, obviously you have a new head coach in Sean Payton. Um, their preseason was kind of met with mixed results uh, most of the time. Um, and yeah, we're about to see, um, at least for this first game, um, whether he can be, uh, going forward, the answer for Russell Wilson and a bounce-back season for him. So I think the safest bet can be uh, Denver, at least for right now. But don't be surprised if they louse it up and give it to the Raiders. So then down in L.A. in SoFi, we have the L.A. Chargers hosting the Miami Dolphins. And this is a this is going to be one of those first, oh, maybe entertaining games of the year because you have two quarterbacks that can really light up uh, the scoreboard. And, you know, they nearly, nearly kind of did that last year, except for the Dolphins kind of fucked it up. But the Dolphins offensive line got, uh, got a little bit better last year uh, uh, the, during the off season. Now it's going to be on them. If they can keep Tua upright against a challenging Chargers pass rush, that's going to be coming in week one, fully healthy. Meanwhile, for the Chargers secondary, I mean, of course, I'm not worried about Justin Herbert on the offense, but I'm more so worried about the defense. You know, everyone's going to be coming in mostly healthy. And yeah, they didn't have that advantage in, once, in late in the season last year. So now when you're coming in week one, can they can they find a way to shut down Tyreek Hill? Can they find a way to shut down Jalen Waddle and all those, all those weapons? So, you know, considering all the weapons that the Chargers have and the Dolphins, I think the, the Chargers find a way. Granted, they don't clipper it up, pal, to find a way to get a, a very close win and maybe a, maybe a kind of shootout-ish in L.A. Then we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the New England Patriots in a Super Bowl, Super Bowl rematch. <laughs> yes, they faced off twice in Super Bowls, by the way. So we had Jalen Hurts, you know, and the Eagles, you know, coming off that very close Super Bowl loss um, seven months prior. And now they begin their journey uh, to redemption over that Super Bowl loss as they look to, as, you know, a certain American nightmare likes to say, finish the story um, in Vegas. A month before, Philadelphia takes over WrestleMania. So they look to finish the story, um, and that begins um, in New England. So meanwhile, for New England, uh, Mac Jones, um, you know, he has a new offensive coordinator in the name of Bill O'Brien, who was previously served in, in that role. 
um, before going to Houston to be their head coach, and you know what he did there. But it problem is they didn't have exactly have a nice preseason. There are still issues on the offensive line, and I don't know. I don't have a lot of confidence in this Patriots offense. There's still a lot of plaguing issues in 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 that system. You know, Mac Jones. I mean, I think he, he'll be better with Bill O'Brien, um, at least as a coordinator. But the problem is the offensive line still looks flawed. Mac Jones doesn't really have a lot of receiving help. And there's been reports that saying Juju's sister's knee could blow up. I don't know what that means, but he could easily get injured. That's what I'm assuming. But we'll see. So I'm going to pick the Eagles in this game. They have more firepower, more weapons on offense. Uh, the thing is, though, um, be on the lookout if they start if they start to struggle because they did lose both of their off, uh, both their coordinators during the offseason to the to head coaching jobs. So um, it might take some time for them. So then we have the Sunday night football game, uh, another big division rival uh, rivalry, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants um, in MetLife Stadium, and yeah, of course, what better way to kick it off, of, of course, than the big NFC East rivalry? Um, yeah, for the Dallas Cowboys, well, it's pretty simple if you're looking at from a Dallas perspective. Dak Prescott has to play better. He really needs to do better, especially in these primetime spots, because every time he plays um, in these spots, whether it's in week one or in a in a divisional playoff game, he does. He sometimes just struggles. He sometimes chokes. And yeah, sometimes it can be like, oh, I, I throw the ball, but then the it doinks on the receiver's hand and it counts as an interception. But then he throws these very, very stupid uh throws and it it is a direct interception it's like he has to make better decisions he has to play much cleaner uh so he can prevent those mistakes especially considering that the dallas cowboys did trade for a quarterback that the niners wasted three first round picks on so yeah they're developing such quarterback and that dak prescott better be looking over his shoulder if that quarterback (laughs) trey lance continues to develop at a rapid pace so, we'll see. Meanwhile, for the Giants, uh, obviously, you have that, that offense with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Now you have Jalen Hyatt um, that seems to be uh, doing solid as well, Sterling Shepard, and then Darren Waller, who's having a who had a nice preseason. That Giants offense, you know, it's actually doing pretty well for itself. Um, it's just a matter of can they replicate that in, in this first game against Dallas against a tough defense. Meanwhile, for that Giants defense, you know, it's also looking pretty solid. So I would I'm gonna go on a risky pick here and pick the Giants to upset the Cowboys at home on Sunday night. So yeah, call me crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, we wrap things up for week one with Monday night football, and I am ready for this game because fuck the judgment day on in WWE Raw. Fuck Rhea Ripley. Fuck, <laughs> like not personally. Uh, again, I don't say this on a personal level. But anyway, fuck Rhea Ripley, fuck Finn Balor, fuck Damian Priest, Dominic's cool, <laughs> but just fuck the Judgment Day stable because next Monday night on September 11th, 2023, we are watching this. Monday Night Football, Buffalo Bills taking on the New York Jets. So Josh Allen and the Bills, you know, they're hoping to begin those first steps. 
to finally just get out of the hump, man. It's been like, how many times have they come so close only to fall short? Especially last year, man. It, it was just tough. Um, you know, all that emotional, like, all those emotional uh, events that happened late in the season. And then they in the divisional game, they just, like, got buried um, by the Bengals. And it just all caught up to them. So now they begin these first steps um, to just finally get over the hump. I mean, we know what Josh Allen can do. We know what Stephon Diggs can do. Um, they could have used another receiver, though. But defensively, they really need to step up their game. Um, they won't have Von Miller for the first four games of the season, which could be a problem. But I'm hoping that these Bills can finally do something in in the in the AFC. But for the Jets, they could they could pose a problem to these Bills in in that division because, well, obviously they're stacked defensively and their offense. You know they actually starting to look a little bit better too, and that's thanks to because of the bad man. Who has made his way to the greener side of New York City, or Jersey at least, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, for that preseason game that was on NFL Network, he looked, you know, he looked, all, he looked pretty good in that one series or one or two series. And yeah, I am interested to see how his debut is going to go in prime time, where everyone's going to be watching. I'm obviously going to be watching. Fuck the Judgment Day. So yeah. I'm actually going to pick the Jets to win this game against the Bills on Monday night. Sure, there'll be some growing pains um, for for Gang Green, but yeah, I think their their offense and their op- that offensive line should have enough time to um, for Aaron Rodgers to get to his receivers um, and score some big plays on on that Bills defense that could look kind of hampered, uh, could look kind of scared against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So. I'll go with the Jets on this one. So before we wrap things up, I want to look at three top storylines that you should be looking for in week one, at least for me, at least. And then one of the storylines is the young rookie quarterbacks. Obviously, I talked about them already, um, but all these young rookie quarterbacks making their real debuts is something to keep a look 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 out on. Now, I know it's just their first game, but don't take it as a fact that Oh, if they struggle, they're a bust. No, no, no. Like guys like CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, um, who else is big? Oh, Anthony Richardson. There's still plenty of time. There's still plenty of games in the season for them to, you know, improve. And if they get worse um, throughout the throughout the year, then there's there could be an argument to be made. Um, but nonetheless, these young rookies are all making their debuts, um, and it's gonna be it's whether they do good or bad, there's always the next week. So, yeah, whether you're a fan of these teams or not, you should be at least trying to root for them. And then there are some there are some players that are um, familiar to some, but not to others, and they're going to be making their debuts in new places. So, again, the biggest notable name is Aaron Rodgers, making his debut as a New York Jet this Monday night. And... Yeah, the world's going to be watching, see how he does. Because, you know, he's been in Green Bay for years and years. Now, he's following the footsteps of his mentor, old mentor, Brett Favre, and going to Gang Green to play for the Jets. See, he learned something from Brett Favre, didn't he? So, the last thing I want to say is, 
remember guys, it's only week one. It's only week one. And I know it if your team loses in week one, you're you're probably gonna overreact and say, It's the end of our world for a team. I'm probably gonna feel that way about the Niners too. So, so I can't blame you there. But yeah, remember it's only week one. It's not the end of the world, or um, unless if it's like a significant injury uh, to your player, which I don't wish that upon you, um, because injuries always suck. But nonetheless, don't overreact. Don't don't uh, put so much pressure on your team. I mean, I'll try not to myself, but nonetheless, don't. Yeah, just chill, relax, enjoy. Try to like get through the mend. Of week one because there are 17 more uh, weeks after this that we have to get through and those are much more important than these very first uh, this very first week because this first week is just gonna be the enjoyment week the I guess you could say the honeymoon week of week one the the wedding week of week uh, of the NFL season because well football's back baby that is right so since football is back I might as well um enlighten you all on how we're going to be covering uh, week one of this, uh, not just week one, but the entirety of the NFL season uh, this time around on Veracold Lasagna to wrap things up. So obviously we're doing my filthy casual preview of the 2023 NFL week one in the podcast format. Um, So that'll be also be available to audio, but for my audio listeners out there, um, Going forward, I am gonna do this as like a let's see how it goes first, like like a little test period. But going forward, at least for now, I'm gonna be doing my previews slash picks and then recaps um, on the YouTube side. Um, I think it's just easier for me. Um, it, it's it's an easier, quicker way for me to um, get these recaps for you. Obviously, in a quality, in a more quality way, of course. Um, I got to keep it that way. So I'm going to be doing this episode in the podcast format, of course, and then doing my weekly recaps of the league wide games and along with the 49ers preview and, and then recap games all on the YouTube side. So for those of you that are audio only, make sure you subscribe, uh, make sure you watch the YouTube side of things as well, because that's where you're going to get the weekly coverage for the NFL and 49ers recaps for 2023 as well as as the past seasons if you want to go check that out too so that's how we're going to be doing it here for the 2023 nfl season so yeah let me know your picks let me know your um what you're most excited for in the upcoming season which starts very soon with the first game being the lions and the chiefs yeah football is back man i'm excited for it i really am I say that every year, and then here we go, like, midway through the season. It's like, man, this season sucks. <laughs> just I'm just kidding. But anyway, yeah, let me know what you're most excited for about this upcoming NFL season in the comments below on YouTube or on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Lasagna. You can send me a uh, DM on there. Give me your takes. I'd like to know what you guys think. And, yeah, football is back, man. It's back. But anyway, I'm going to get out of here. I got to get some sleep so I can uh, rest in R&R, rest and recover with my sniffles. But anyway, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Very Cold Lasagna, episode number 166, <coughs> excuse me, of this icy yet spicy podcast. 
Make sure you follow the show on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna to stay up to date on the show. And as always, keep the lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of sports. And until next time, peace out. Football's back.